The following is a paid commercial program on 94.3 WSC. The views expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily reflect the views of iHeartMedia, 94.3 WSC, its advertisers, sponsors, or management. This is The Real Estate Show with Rick Willis, a show about home sales, mortgage issues, investing, and everything about the American dream. And that means a lot as someone who enjoys radio and really enjoys your program. And now The Real Estate Show with Rick Willis on 94.3 WSC. Hello, Charleston. Welcome. Welcome to the live presentation of the Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We're on the air and I'm in the studio and I've got a yellow pad with a lot of notes on it. Typically, I show up with all these notes and I get 10%, maybe 20% through all the potential topics that I could speak on. But uh, I always prefer to gear what I speak about to what you want to hear or what questions you have. Again, as a live show, I want to remind you that you can call me right here, 843-721-8255. 843-721-8255 is the number here. Well, for those of you that don't know, I've been in the real estate business for over 40 years. Yep, got started in the state of Maryland in my early 20s college dropout from the University of Maryland. Not that I'm proud of being a college dropout. I had 128 credits, needed one class, a statistics class in order to graduate. And somehow, some way, I found a way not to uh, take that class. Thank God. Got into the real estate business. People didn't tell me that I had to have a, a degree. And it's what I've done ever since, been a part of the real estate profession. And I do this show one hour a week. The rest of the time, I help people buy, sell, invest, and provide free, no-obligation consulting. So make sure you take advantage of it. The number here, 843-721-8255. Well, folks, the marketplace is still active. A little over 5,000 active residential listings as of this morning. Something I check every day. First thing when I get up in the morning, I fire up the computer and see what's new, what's happening, new listings that have come on the market, properties that have been sold, properties that have been placed under contract, sort of update myself on a daily basis. And the inventory is very, very slowly increasing. It is spring, moving our way towards summer. So typically more people put their properties on the market at that time. But there's a tremendous shortage of listings out there, folks. I don't care if it's new construction or resale. Uh, builders are starting to build spec houses without buyers because the market is so strong. When the market uh, downturn occurred in 2008, a lot of builders got caught holding inventory houses because they had been building so many without buyers. Uh, the marketplace uh, went down for several years, reversed itself, started going up in about 2013. And uh, the market is still rising, both in prices, uh, or shall I say in prices, and most all the markets are equal to or greater than where they were priced before the downturn. But the builders, you know, there's such a big lag time between getting a, a, a raw land uh, developed, takes several years to get through the permitting process. They've got to put the roads, sewer, water in. Uh, the builder comes in and uh, puts up a temporary trailer where they start 
you know, selling before the model even gets built. It's just a couple of year process. And now the, the builders are really gaining the confidence that uh, it's going to be a sustained market. So they're going out and building homes, which we call spec homes, before there is, in fact, a buyer. But that process is uh, uh, still has a shortage overall of active inventory. Resales, just plain not as many people selling as they used to. You know, there was a time period where they said every uh, house or every mortgage would turn over every five to seven years. People were buying, staying in, in them a short time, reselling and reselling again, reselling again. And I think there's going to continue to be a permanent shortage of inventory for the near future. I can't see the builders catching up with it. Reason? There's people out there over the last several years that bought houses at three and a quarter, three and a half, three and three quarter percent interest rates were in the mid fours rising. And as these interest rates rise, uh, people that have a home that they bought for you know, a three and a half percent, four percent interest rate. When rates go over five percent, five and a half, they're going to go up to six percent in the next several years. Would you sell and want to replace your uh, home that you have with a four percent mortgage with a five and a half or six percent mortgage? It's one thing when it's going down; it's quite another when it's going up. And I believe a lot of these people will keep their houses; they'll rent them because, again, the rental market is so strong. Uh, in the greater Charleston area. By the way, folks, never be afraid to buy an investment property from the fact that, well, what if I can't rent it? Oh, no, no. If you have a choice of paying cash or having a mortgage on a property, you want to have the mortgage on it every time. Why? Because you can buy a lot more property. And that's the secret of real estate. It's called leverage. How much appreciating assets can you control for a certain amount of money? And for 20% down payment on a single family home, if you've got $100,000, rather than putting 100000 into buying $100,000 house, you want to put 20% down and buy yourself a half a million dollars worth of real estate. And you say, yeah, but what if I can't rent it? I don't know that I want that leverage. Well, folks, the only person that would ask the question is never owned rental property or they were their own poor property manager. There will never be a vacancy in a rental property ever if you ask the right amount of rent and, keyword and, you have uh, the properties in move-in condition. So, you know, you're going to have an occupant. And right now, the vacancy rate in the greater Charleston area, I mean, the occupancy rate is probably 94 to 96%, and uh, it's just strong. I had an investor that contracted for a property with me a week ago, one week ago. And first time investor, buyer, was nervous. And this 30-year-old had a right to be. And um, the question is, you know, what if I don't get it rented? My answer, with your permission and the permission of the listing agent, since he hadn't closed on it yet, I'm going to have this rented for you before you go to closing. Now, we just put it in multiple lists a few days ago, and I've got several people wanting to see the property already. It's that strong, folks. Have a tenant before you go to closing, assuming we can get into the property and show it to prospective tenants, and that can be written into a contract of sale, by the way, when you are looking to buy. 
my wife and I selectively do property management, and uh, it's just a tremendous, tremendous way to put your kids through college, plan for your own personal retirement. You want to own income-producing real estate for your retirement, for your kids' college education, and just to create passive income for yourself. Start as young as you can, and you don't have a goal of taking excess money and paying down your principal, folks. When you can get a loan in the investment range, let's call it 5% today, a little higher than owner-occupied rates, when you can get a 5% mortgage uh, on a property, uh, you you want all the 5% loan you can get. Why? Because about uh, 20% of that or 1% of that is going to be principal pay down, so now your net effective interest is 4%. And you have a tax deduction also for your taxes and and your expenses. And the real secret here, it's appreciating. And if you even just had a break-even cash flow, folks, break-even cash flow, you put 20% down and your income and expenses equal each other out. Uh, If you put 20% down and it appreciates only 3% a year because you've leveraged it at a five to one ratio, 20% down, you're getting 15% return on your money. If the property appreciates at 5%, you are getting a 25% return on your money with a mortgage, folks. You want a mortgage on residential real estate, you're getting two times or more the rate of return than if you paid cash for the exact same property. I promise you it's counterintuitive. I know that, but it is what it is. Well, folks, uh, we are at the end of our time for our first segment. You're listening to Rick Willis. And this is The Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Welcome back, Charleston. Welcome back to the second segment of The Rick Willis Radio Show. And as is our custom, we have our favorite mortgage broker, Jason Rosenthal, on the line. And Jason, how are you, sir? Hey, doing great, Rick. How are you today? Pretty good. What you got going this weekend? Uh, Well, I mean, it's just this time of the year, unfortunately, not too much leisure, so... I'm probably going to be in the cave most of the weekend, unfortunately. Uh, how about the bridge run? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my uh, large butt out there, but no, unfortunately not this time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Jason, there's a special kind of mortgage program out there that comes and goes from time to time, and uh, tell us about it. Okay. The what What we have today is an announcement that comes annually. It's called Palmetto Heroes, and this is really just a uh, special incentive for certain occupations, which we'll define as Palmetto Heroes. But before I get into that, I want folks to know that this program is actually available to everybody. Um, you do have to, uh, you know, go into certain income limits, and you know there are house price limits that I'll get into. But the, the basic program is that the, the biggest challenge for for first-time home buyers is coming up with down payment monies, and the easiest loan to qualify for being an FHA loan typically requires putting down three and a half percent. So what the state does is the state will allow you, assuming that uh, your income meets guidelines, they'll allow you to uh, take up to $6,000 of down payment assistance to go towards that 3.5% down payment requirement that you'd otherwise have to come up with from your own sources. So just doing a little bit of math, uh, let's just say you wanted to uh, max out the $6,000 
and you you were putting down three and a half percent. You wanted to come out of pocket with as little as possible. Well, around a hundred seventy-five thousand dollars sales price will allow you to pretty much not need any money down using this program. Um, they will allow the home price to go up to a cap of two hundred fifty-five thousand. So let's just say you want to max out the program. You're maxing out the six thousand dollars. You end up buying a house at two hundred fifty-five thousand. Well. Three and a half percent of two hundred fifty-five thousand is about nine thousand. The state gives you six thousand, and now you're only coming up with three thousand dollars of your own funds to max out the program. So, the program is open to everybody that meets income limits. So now, Palmetto Heroes. All right, a Palmetto Hero is is defined as uh, somebody who is in the following occupations: law enforcement, firefighters, EMT, paramedics correctional officers, teachers, nurses, and CNAs, um, and National Guard, and veterans. Now, you don't necessarily have to be in that exact profession. You can be support for those professions, like uh, let's just say you're a dispatcher for the paramedics. Uh, That would qualify. Let's just say you do admin uh, for something in the school system. You know, we've gotten things like that approved too. So you can be support staff for these professions to, to even be defined as being a Palmetto hero. So, you know, don't worry that you're not actually rushing into a burning building as a profession. Um, if you do support for a firefighter, that could actually work. So, so let's keep that in mind, whether that fits, you know, an occupation that a listener has or just somebody they want to talk to, a friend about this program with. So here's the added incentive. The $6,000 of down payment assistance is going to be the same regardless of being a Palmetto Hero or you know, being any other occupation. The real benefit to being a Palmetto Hero is that uh, there's going to be a discounted interest rate. And uh, it, it's, it's real money. And putting it in perspective, it, let's just say you're not a Palmetto Hero. You're taking advantage of this program. Let's just say you're a plumber or an electrician. You're, you're going to get a rate of 4.5% on a 30-year fix. However, if you do meet the definition of a Palmetto Hero, they'll drop that interest rate down to 4% on a 30-year fix. So it may not sound like a lot to a listener going from 4.5% down to 4%, but somebody going out there and buying a $200,000 house, you know, that difference in half a percent of rate you know, could end up being $100 a month in their pocket. So it does help. Jason, do me a favor. We have people come in and out of our show that don't listen to the whole show front to back slowly go through those professions again that qualify for this uh, Palmetto Heroes program. Okay. A Palmetto Hero is defined as law enforcement, firefighters, EMT, paramedics, correctional officers, teachers, nurses, CNAs, National Guard and veterans. However, we'll also consider support staff of those professions to be a, to be a Palmetto Hero as well. What's a CNA? Uh, it's a certified nurse assistant. Okay. Uh, typically. So again, going back to support staff, you know, maybe you're not a fully fledged certified nurse, but you're in that profession. You help that profession out. You'll get consideration as well. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's talk about income limits for, for a second. And you know, people get pleasantly surprised here. Uh, A family of three or more folks can make up to $96,000. So, you know, don't feel that, you know, once I said there's income limits, you know, don't don't think that this is going to be, you know, just for a very select uh, portion of our population. So $96,000 does open it up to the majority of families. But but here, here's, here's the real key. Anybody taking advantage of the Palmetto Heroes program 
there is a finite amount of money that's allocated from our state to go towards this program. By the regular state loan, where you get the $6,000 and the higher interest rate, um, hasn't really run out of money in recent years that I can remember. But the Palmetto Heroes, this added incentive for those professions, uh, literally runs out within two months. They, I, I think there was um, maybe $10 million allocated towards it last year, and I think it only helped the first 65 or 70 applicants. So you really got to hop on it. If you know anybody who's in those professions, you need to encourage them to call Rick and myself immediately because the money does go quick, especially considering this time of year. Yeah, Jason, that half a percent lower interest rate combined with the number of years that you may own the house, uh, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, we could be talking about $30,000. Yep, yep. All right, uh, what else we got, Jason? Well, just uh, just keeping in mind that program, it's open for pretty much most property types that you would think of, single-family, detached residence, condos, townhouses, <clears throat> no manufactured homes, modular could be okay. Um, but folks out there, just condos, it, it's usually not a happy marriage. So let, let, let's, let's avoid condos if we can because there's just such a small handful of condos that are approved for this program that reality is is that you're better off focusing on detached residences or townhomes. Um, qualifications are very lenient, 620 credit score. So I don't think you need perfect credit or perfect credit history. Just anybody out there who's in these professions or knows anybody that is, I'm certainly encouraging them uh, to call us right away. Uh, from a land standpoint, they don't want to see, uh, typically it maxes out at one acreage of property. So uh, probably nothing too rural or you know too spread out. Um, the You could have a foreclosure as recently as three years ago, serious adverse events in your history. We are talking about a great program here. And you know some folks out there that are watching interest rates, They've seen interest rates kind of top out in the near term, but it's just, again, just going back to creating urgency and being that time of the year, even though the rates have somewhat topped out, they have not really (coughs) backed off. So, I mean, we're talking about just stabilizing here. So let's not get complacent. Let's pick up the phone. Let's get pre-approved. And let's, me and Rick, find you a house. All right, Jason, how do folks find you? Please call me at 843 nine zero one zero six six eight that's nine oh one oh six six eight and i'd love to help all right appreciate you you too rick take care all right uh john you were on hold uh here right before i punched jason's number and my producer and i weren't quite on the same page uh uh in terms of our logistics internally here in the studio so i'd appreciate it john if you call back and uh, we have a conversation on air uh about uh whatever your question might have been so john you were on hold and please call back uh, 843-721-8255 843-721-8255 that is the number to call here for any question you want to ask me about investing buying or selling real estate well folks uh i help people price their property I was out this past uh, week with somebody who's looking to buy a house from the person they're renting from. No commission in that transaction. And I visited the house yesterday and uh, happy to give them an opinion of value to know what they should be offering the owner or if a price that the owner is, in fact, asking uh, is the fair market value for the respective property. So uh, happy to uh, help you with that. And if you're 
got your house listed, not quite sure what's wrong. Uh, I had some folks call me uh, this past week, said, Rick, our listing is expiring. It's in Mount Pleasant. And we remember uh, hearing you, talking with you, meeting you years ago. And uh, we'd love to have you come up, take a look at our property, tell us why you think it didn't sell and what's needed to get it sold. And very desirable property in Mount Pleasant. And you might say, well, gee, how come that property didn't sell? Well, that's what I went up there to have a conversation with them about. And we found some things that we could and would do differently than the existing realtor who had this respective property for sale. And by the way, it's not always, folks, uh, uh, is it going to sell, but at what price and in what time frame. So if you are thinking of selling, have your home on the market, or just want an opinion, make sure you reach out to me. My email address is rick at rickwillis.com, rick at rickwillis.com. And also, uh, you can call me, 843-327-3017. Please visit my website, rickwillis.com. And for those of you that are looking to buy, have a son or daughter looking to buy, this morning I had a referral from a past client whose son is in the marketplace to buy and has a property to sell. Uh, I'm meeting him this afternoon to help him uh, look at a property that he wants to purchase and see his property that he has to sell. And yes, of course, if you're looking to buy and or sell Uh, Together, there's a definite discount in commission. And folks, anybody looking to buy, you got to have your own buyer's agent. This gentleman's going to be buying new construction, and I'm going to be helping him. You see, the builder doesn't give you any discount if you don't have a realtor. And if you have the right realtor representing you, whether it's a resale or a new construction, the right realtor makes a difference and can help negotiate for you, perhaps get some incentives that you would not get on your own. I do act as a buyer's agent, so you want to reach out to me. Rick Willis, 843-327-3017. But right here, right now, you're listening to 94.3 WSC. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Charleston. Welcome back to the third segment of today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We're live, we're on the air, and it's a pleasure to have you listening today. Folks, if there's any real estate agents that are listening to the show right now, I have a very special invitation and opportunity for you. If you're a licensed realtor or in the process of becoming a licensed realtor, there's an opportunity that you and I can uh, be involved in a business venture together. It's confidential, uh, only to be disclosed to existing licensed agents or those that intend to be in the very near future. So make sure if you are a licensed agent, I can't tell you on the air what it is, but I want you to reach out to me and call me, Rick Willis, 843-327-3017. Call me now, leave me a message, and I'll call you back after the real estate show is over and have a very private, proprietary conversation with you if you are a licensed agent. Well, folks, you know, I alluded to the fact earlier that, uh, the opportunity to, in, in income-producing property investment-grade real estate is just tremendous. It's the safest place to put your money. It's the highest rate of return you're ever going to get. And the only people that are not buying or looking to buy investment-grade real estate either have no money, don't invest in anything, or are misinformed. 
And I'm a person who has owned over 100 income-producing units in his life. A couple of mobile home parks, multifamily property, single-family property, uh, office buildings, uh, vacant land, development property. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. And when you're looking to buy investment property, the truth is out of 5,000 plus realtors here in the greater Charleston area, I'm not sure there are 50 out of 5,000 that are really knowledgeable about what you should buy, where you should buy, the kind of property you should buy, what price point you should buy, and how it should be managed. There might be 50 out of 5,000, and I believe that would be about 1% of all the realtors. If you're going to be investing in real estate or exploring investing in real estate, please make sure you're doing business with somebody, having a conversation with somebody that knows that world. It's not typical that a realtor who works on commission, when you ask them about investment property, would say to you, you know, I really don't know much about that. I'm not really an expert in that. Uh, I don't own any. I've never owned any. And, you know, they're not going to say consult Rick Willis because he's an expert. They're not going to do that. Why? Because we're driven by commissions. And unfortunately, it's not uncommon that the commission for a realtor is more important than really having the expertise to help properly. Folks, when you talk about investment grade real estate, that's a very specific term. I didn't just say go buy a rental house or buy a rental condo. I said investment grade real estate, which usually translates into income producing property. You see, people that do not understand investing in real estate buy things in a nice area where the property will appreciate. That's their perception. I'm going to buy at a price point in an area where the property will appreciate well. Now, the reverse of that is the seasoned investor, the person who really knows, starts with, let's see where I can maximize the income that I generate from the property without sacrificing growth, meaning appreciation. And here, here's usually the trade-off. The nicer the part of town you're in, the worse the cash flow. The higher the priced property is, if it's a single family home, the worse the investment grade component is, meaning the income. And you have to decide when you're going to buy what's most important, short-term, mid-term, and long-term. Is it the growth? Is it the cash flow? And for those of you that are going to be buying multiple properties over a multiple number of years, you also need to understand how important it is that a lender will use 75% of the income in qualifying for a mortgage, 75%. So if you continue to have properties that look good and are nice uh, areas, but they don't have a cash flow, even though you might be covering your mortgage payment or getting close to it in the nice property in the nice area, 
Uh, you could find yourself on the short end of the stick after you've bought several because you just can't get any more loans because they're actually looking at, you know, they only count 75% of the income, even though you might have it 95% occupied. So you have to be looking at not only the short term, but the long term. And here's something else. You see, somebody who's not a real investor, they look to buy something, have it go up in value. And then their perception is that you sell the property and you buy some more. You know, you buy it, you wait for it to go up, you resell it, buy some more. And that's a pattern of people that are not educated, sophisticated investors have. I know it wasn't too many years ago I met a gentleman that owned millions and millions and millions of dollars of real estate. And I was going to help him in the process of selling one. And I remember him telling me one day after the property was on the market, he says, you know what? He says, I think I'm stupid for trying to sell this property. Why should I sell it? (laughs) I said, I don't know. You're the one that called me and wanted to sell it. Uh, At the end of the day, there are properties that you should sell. But if you're going to sell a property that's appreciated in value and has a gain, you need to make sure you sell it on what is called a 1031 tax-deferred exchange where you don't pay any income tax. I said none. See, there's people out there that are listening to me now that may have inherited a property. Your basis for that property is virtually zero. And it might be worth several hundred thousand dollars, might be worth a million dollars. And by golly, if you sold that son of a gun, you're going to have a great big tax liability. Unless you consult with someone like Rick Willis, who can tell you how to sell a property, have several hundred thousand dollars gain, several million dollars gain, and pay zero income tax legally, morally, and ethically. Why? Because I know the IRS tax code, and you're following the exact guidelines set out by the Internal Revenue Service. You see, once you own income-producing property, you can sell it, but that's probably the poorest strategy a whole lot of the real smart people, they just hold on to the son of a gun and get it paid for. Not because they throw additional principal at it. They just let the tenant make the mortgage payment. Or they let it go up in value and they refinance it. And are you aware of the fact that when you refinance a property, you're pulling money tax-free out of that property and there's not even a spot on an IRS, Internal Revenue Service, uh, annual tax return to report it? Why? Because it's not income. It's your own money that you're borrowing. So, let me say it differently. So, you mean you can buy a property for 150000 let it go up to uh, 300000 It's now been paid down by the tenant to 100000 You got 200000 equity, and you could refinance it and pull $100,000 of equity out of the property and never even report it on an IRS form? That's correct. That's the law. It's not gain. It's not, uh, it's not you didn't work for it. Uh, and, and it's tax-free, 100000 That's how you send your kids through college, folks. Stop saving money for your kids' college. Stop having these special tax-deferred accounts that don't pay you nearly as much as the right kind of income-producing real estate. And folks, I've got people listening, and I've got clients that are in their 20s and 30s. You plan your retirement income as your primary source of income around income-producing properties. And if you're in your 30s and 40s, and again, I've got several clients in that age group right now, you know, by the time you're in your 60s, it's paid for. And 
you're going to have your income based on that and you have an underlying asset that can be sold at any time, that can be refinanced at any time. I hear people say, yeah, but I need to keep my assets where there are, at least some of them are liquid. Well, why? why? That's because you don't understand real estate. You see, you can have a piece of income producing property bringing in income. And are you aware that if you really needed the equity out of that, you can go put a mortgage on it in less than 30 days? If you really needed the equity out of your property, you can go put a line of credit on that property and have the money in probably five, six days, 10 days at the most. Folks, it is income producing real estate. If you're not investing in that stuff, it's because you don't understand it or you've had a bad experience because you didn't buy the right property in the right area with the right management at the right price point. And you know what, folks? I can help you with all that. Why? Because I know. Owned over 100 income-producing units here in the greater Charleston area. And you know what? I won every time. It's, it's not a gamble. It's not even risky. It's predictable when you know how to analyze the right property and have the right management. And by the way, oftentimes the right management is not you, the owner. That's the problem. You were the manager. Oh, yeah, you don't know what you're doing or you're too nice. Just nice person, nice people who don't know what they're doing in selecting tenants, screening tenants, and in managing the property should not manage their own property. You'll lose more money than if you paid somebody that knows what they're doing, folks. Some of you are shaking your head or if you're with your husband and wife, say, yep, that was our problem. We managed our own property and we probably bought the right, the wrong property at the wrong time at the wrong price point. And by the way, there is no such thing as the wrong time. Best time to have bought property was when things were in the, the bottom of the barrel and, you know, 2011, 2012, 13, right before they started rising. And in the good times, that's okay too. In the good times, you uh, you make it in appreciation, and in the bad times, you get to buy it at the right price with income. You lo- you win either way. It's like shorting a stock and playing it long, you win. Either way, you can have it both ways. Okay, folks, I'm in this studio one hour a week. The rest of the time, I help people buy, sell, invest, and provide free, no-obligation consultation. Email me, rick at rickwillis.com, rick at rickwillis.com. Or call me directly. Leave me a message on my cell phone right now. Because you know what? number of you have listened to me in the past. You keep forgetting to call me. Come on, right here, right now. Just leave me a message. And if you don't want to talk to me till the weekday, that's okay. But call me, 843-327-3017. Visit my website, rickwillis.com, and learn all about my background. And you can also access multiple lists. You're listening to the Rick Willis Real Estate Show on News Radio 94.3 WSC. We'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Welcome back, Charleston. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. A reminder that this is a live call-in talk radio show, which means I'm in the studio and I'm live. And I want you to call me right here, right now with any question you have about real estate of any kind. And I know if you're listening that you have a question. The question is, are you willing to ask it and risk getting a different answer than what you perceived that you knew? See, a whole lot of you listening don't know what you don't know, what you don't know that you don't know, 
whether that's about vacant land, buying or selling, your primary residence, buying or selling, second home, buying or selling, income-producing investment-grade real estate, buying or selling. You don't know what you don't know. That's why I'm here, folks, to have you call me and ask me a question. The number right here to call me, right here, right now, 843-721-8255, 843-721-8255. Well, folks, some opportunities that are available for you, and most of you has nev- have never been exposed to this, but how if there was a bank that offered 10% in a certificate of deposit, 10%, how many of you would want a little up? piece of that action, a bank, FDIC insured, offering you 10% for a, let's say, a five-year certificate of deposit. Would you want any of that? Well, I've got an opportunity for a private individual that owns a home that is willing to look to pay 10% and write you a check every month for the interest, 10% interest only, every month. And you're secured by a property that would only have about a 60-65% loan-to-income, loan-to-value ratio, meaning the property's worth about 150, looking to borrow 100,000, and uh, you're plenty secured. The lender's gonna do a, or excuse me, the attorney that you want, your attorney, or one that I'll recommend, is gonna do a title search, and you're gonna have a secured 10% position. Worst case scenario is the person doesn't pay you. Well, guess what, folks? That person may not pay you. That's the worst case, right? And you say, oh, well, what if they don't pay me? Well, the answer is maybe you have a deed signed and uh, in escrow with the attorney so that if they don't pay, you don't have to foreclose. They've already signed a deed or something equivalent of the same. So anyhow, Mr. Producer, is that call waiting for me there? Okay. I always like to preempt my own monologue to take my caller's call. So uh, Rick Willis, how can I help? Hi, Rick. This is uh, Wayne McIntosh. Yes, sir. uh, I'm just wondering what kind of minimum investment it'll take to get some income-producing property. I'm getting ready to retire, and I'd like to have some income. It doesn't have to make a ton of money, uh, just just a little bit of income and maybe some growth over time. Well, good question, and there's a lot of people listening that are glad you asked that question. So how much money does it take to buy a single family home, a single family detached property is 20% down payment. So 20% of whatever the sales price would be to buy a multifamily property, meaning two to four units. It takes 25%. Actually, I'll take that back. You can actually get a single family loan for 15% down payment nowadays. Uh, what part of town do you live in? I live in Somerville. Okay. And what is your perception? Just, an opinion if you want to chat with me about this on air what's your perception of what a good investment property might be i'll be honest with you i don't have a clue that's why i listen to your show well you know what you're the kind of guy that'll do real well that would acknowledge that and i thank you for acknowledging that uh i've done a lot of income producing investment grade properties in somerville sometimes they're single family homes sometimes they're a duplex uh but Somerville, you've got properties that you can buy that are uh, townhouse oriented uh, for anywhere from the 90s into the low hundreds, single family, uh, usually the low hundreds. And all things being equal, the best income producing properties are your lower 
end properties. So okay. if you had a choice of buying a $250,000 nice house in Somerville versus uh, 150,000, you take the 150 over the 250. Why? Because the income relative to what you pay for it is better on the lower priced. And 125 might even be better than 150. So all things being equal, there's a direct relationship between the price that you pay and the income that you're going to receive. Now, would you see yourself managing your own property or, or have someone else do it? No, I'm probably going to have to have somebody else do it. I'm planning on living overseas. So this is just going to be strictly income that needs to be managed by some type of company or professional that can do it for me. Okay. Uh, the last property that I sold in Somerville was a duplex off of Central Avenue. And I think it sold for, it was either 150 or 160 Each side rented for 750 per month. So about $1,500 per month uh, in income. And uh, that was about 100 If it was 150 that would be 1% per month. And with 25% down on that particular property, you know, you're looking at something under $40,000, but it threw off probably five to $600 a month positive cash flow. So, uh, you know, there was plenty of return on investment. And one of the important things to learn about what I call income producing property, and if it's not a big number, if they're lower price points, is that there's a ton of competition out there for that stuff. Meaning okay. it's not uncommon. When, when I'm representing an investor and I recommend a certain property to them, uh, I, I say, you know, number one, just go ahead and do a drive-by of it to make sure that, you know, the what I call the smell test, you know, the street <laughs> that it's on, the neighborhood that it is, that you can tolerate that. And yeah. a lot of people, when I say the smell test, they say, no, I don't particularly care for this area. And you know what? that might be the best doggone income producing property out there in the area that they say they don't like. So many people, one of the biggest mistakes that investors make, particularly those that are not real investors, they, they're wannabes, they go online, they read articles, they, they do this, is they pass on the properties that are not in the real nice areas. And the you see, there's actually perpetual tenants out there. There's people that rent it all their life. And they don't, their parents rented, they rent. They, they, you might have a tenant for seven years. I just wrote a contract the other day on a very low-end property where the tenant's been there for nine years and says they want to stay forever. And I had a number of people go by, drive by and look at it and said, no, I pass, I pass, I pass. And finally, somebody that understands income looked at it and said, oh, it doesn't look very nice. I said, that's why it's a great income producing property. You see, most people have it backwards. But having said that, you really need to decide for yourself the balance between income and appreciation. The nicer the areas, all things being equal, you're going to make up what you're losing in cash flow in the appreciation. So the question is, if you're going to be retiring, what's most important for you? If you have a stock, you're probably not getting much dividend out of most of your stock, so you're in there for the growth. And uh, the flip side of it is, in real estate, you can get income and tax deduction and growth and principal pay down from the tenant, and you add all those things up, all four components, income, tax deduction, 
principal pay down from the tenant and growth or appreciation, it's easy to get 15 to 30% annual return. How does that sound? Well, that sounds real good. That's why, you know, I've listened to your show before, and uh, we're looking at alternatives, and this keeps sounding better and better, and I think I'm going to have to call you during the week, and we'll have a little private off-the-air chat. Well, you make sure you call me right when we hang up here on the air and leave me a message. That way, I'll get back to you, and it'll happen. There's so many people listening to this conversation now, I promise you, that have thought about it in the past and haven't, they've procrastinated. So I appreciate you, and leave me a message, 843-327-3017, or email me, rick at rickwillis.com, and I thank you for your call. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, well... Folks, visit my website, rickwillis.com, rickwillis.com. And remember, if you're a licensed realtor and you're listening to me today, if you're a licensed realtor, I've got a special opportunity for you. I'm looking for a few licensed realtors to get into business with me in a special, unique opportunity that I've never voiced on air and I won't voice on air. You got to call me and let's have a private consultation if you're a licensed realtor. 843-327-3017. Rick Willis, don't miss it. Thank you and we'll see you next week.